When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's playoffs time. Big stakes, bigger promotions. DraftKings Sportsbook is putting you courtside with a chance to turn $5 into 200 That's 40 to 1 odds on any basketball game. All you have to do is pick any team that is still in the hunt for the trophy, and if that team wins, you will receive $200 in free credits. That's right, pick any team that is still in contention, bet $5, and if that team wins, you cash $200 in free credits. All it takes to claim these 40 to 1 odds on the basketball team of your choosing is placing a $5 bet on that team to win. Don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook also offers great odds and promotions on baseball, hockey, and so much more all week long. DraftKings is safe, secure, reliable, and you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. So download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNBR when you sign up to turn $5 into $200 in free credits. Bet on the basketball team of your choice to win their next game. And if they do, you claim $200 in free credits. That's promo code DNBR for a limited time. Only a DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Wager paid out in site credits. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. That's right, Will. I started recording. Oh, God. Hmm. No yeah. warm-up. No warm-up. Just getting straight to football intercourse today here on That's Good Broncos. A very sexual podcast that's about the NFL, but mostly the Denver Broncos. Uh, we got a little bit of news coming down the old... Telegraph, the uh, Morris Code, the there it is, there it is. Yeah, finish, finish that. Will. Oh, the charges against Jerry Judy have been dismissed. Cool. Uh, so we'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, we're actually going to dive into a few Broncos. I think are going to have or could have big impacts for the team this season that we really haven't talked about for a while. You know, you had the draft and free agency and uh, a handful, or a couple players that need to be really good for the Broncos to succeed. Russell Wilson and his work ethic, what it's doing to the rest of the team, besides making them all very tired. <laughs> Melvin Gordon not being at OTAs. So uh, we got some good shit to get into today. Don't forget, my coffee company, BenchWarmerBrew.com. Okay, 10 years of That's Good Sports. We're celebrating via (laughs) BenchWarmerBrew.com. And we did a special discount code, Big Dick Decade. 
for 10% off your order. And then I forgot the first 10 people who use the code get $10 off. Then I was like, well, we should extend that because I forgot to tell people that. And they're like, okay. And they told me we'll do 10 more and said, you know, to make sure we don't do like, you know, 50 people using the code. And I thought they meant 50 people can use the code and then we'll shut it off. <laughs> so I promoted it as the next, uh, for 50 people getting uh, the $10 off. Uh, so that happened. Big Dick Energy, Big Dick Decade, use one of those codes. I just screwed myself out of money because basically the $10 off there's no profit there and it might actually be a profit loss for us. So that's me. That's my big brain and my company and why it will fail. Uh, so go celebrate 10 years of my dumb YouTube channel, benchwarmerbrew.com. And today's episode brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up at DraftKings. I was just at the DNVR bar before the oh. Abs game. My buddy, Brandon Eccles, who is a very shitty corner for the Jets uh, and my best <laughs> friend since childhood. Um, he was going to the game and he wanted to go to the DNVR bar because he's a big hockey guy, big fan of the DNVR hockey crew. He was very excited to uh, meet Nathan Rudolph, a.k.a. Rudo, and Ryan Konigsberg. And then they went to the game and it was crazy. So I was just there. I was just at the bar. And... Uh, it's a cool spot if you haven't been. Next time you're in town, Will, we'll go. Yeah. Yeah, I would love to go. Would the Avs score eight? Eight runs? Yep. Eight, eight, runs. eight runs. Sorry, the Rockies scored 12 runs last night. Wow. Look at that. They won. Walk-off fashion. And then the Avs a couple nights ago scored eight goals. Does Russell Wilson improve the offense for every Colorado sports team? I think so. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about what he does for the rest of the players. I think that extends throughout the entire city. I do too. Maybe state, maybe the region. He's that good. Yeah. Oh, uh, Tom Grassi and I tomorrow on GPS, we're going to debate who's going to have a better season, Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers. And uh, awesome. a lot of you have been like go well. bitching at me going, you're letting Tom dunk on you. You never defend Russell Wilson. Tomorrow I will. And I will defend him to the death. Just you wait. And because I've got a good stat, so I hope uh, Grassi won't see this. Um, no. But I, uh, I, I, I read an article on, um, I think it's Football Outsiders. I'm trying to find it. God, I tweet too much bullshit, Will. What the hell is this article? I know I retweeted it. Oh, there it is. It was uh, about adjusted interceptions in 2021. Okay. And so I was talking about like which quarterbacks were the luckiest in terms of like dropped picks and which oh, were yeah, the this most. This is the one that makes Chiefs fans lose their mind. Yeah, most unlucky. So like Roethlisberger, I think was the luck the luckiest quarterback last year. Um, Ryan Tannehill had some really good luck. Yeah, until the playoffs. Yeah, until people started catching his <laughs> interceptions. <laughs> Until he did. Um, where's so Russell Wilson though? He was not lucky, but his inner his adjusted interception 
was uh percent was like 2.8 so really really low good uh, his, well his actual interception rate was 1.5 and i was it's a different article too that i was reading about his deep ball accuracy still one of the best deep ball throwers in the league so i I got to do some more research on those stats uh, for tomorrow, but uh, I got some good ones for Russell Wilson. In addition to talking about the leap Aaron Rodgers made after they got rid of Mike McCarthy and how I think Russell Wilson's going to have a similar uh, sort of path with the new offensive minded head coach, because uh, if Grassi tries to argue, um, you know, that Aaron Rodgers is really good and be like, well, he got rid of that dipshit coach who wouldn't uh, help him on offense, just like Russell mm-hmm. Wilson did with Pete Carroll. Boom. I'm going to win the debate. I've got a stat for you. Uh, Russell Wilson visits children in hospitals. Aaron Rodgers puts children in wow. hospitals. Huh. Hmm. Ever think about that? Yeah. And then I show the clip of him throwing the football at the kids. Yeah. Yep. Russell Wilson, biggest hands in the league, right? I think that's true. I think well, it that's might true. be Dak Prescott, actually. I, I think, well, hands in ratio to relation height, relation to size. Yeah. Yeah, definitely the biggest. But if you guys got any other good stats for Russell Wilson for me tomorrow, please just drop those in the comments yeah. for me. How about this one? More Super Bowl appearances. Yep, same number of Super Bowl wins. Head-to-head NFC Championship. No, they have the same number of appearances. No, Russell went twice. Oh, that's right. Rodgers only went once? Yeah. God. That was like 12 years ago. Dang. Yeah. Forever ago. Mm. I was a freshman in high school. Yeah, this will be fun. That will be fun. Yeah, you got it. If you don't win, then that one's on you. Yeah, because it was my idea. And yeah. I don't even know well, if Tom yeah. will prepare. <laughs> so I better fucking win. Uh, just remember, too, this pod, This is a podcast available to download via podcast form. So we're there, too. We're here on YouTube today. Okay, so I heard them talking about this on the radio, Will, because uh, I've been in the car a lot this week, so I got to listen to more local sports talk than normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't even know Melvin Gordon wasn't at OTAs. Um, apparently he never goes to OTAs. But they brought up a good point where Gordon comes back on a one-year deal. Almost didn't come back, right? New quarterback that as an offensive player especially running back. I think that's almost, I mean, you've got your receiver relationships, but it's pretty damn important to be on the same page with your QB as a running back. Uh, especially I think if you want to function in the the pass game and if you become the guy, mm-hmm. the quarterback trusts like in pass pro and third down situations, you're going to be on the field more. Um, so they, you know, they were talking about whether or not it was a big deal or not. And I thought you and I could have a similar conversation because One, we defend Melvin Gordon quite a bit. We both like what he does in the run game. Really effective runner outside of the, you know, the untimely fumbles. (laughs) Uh, And I kind of do think it's 
a little weird that he's not taking advantage of a unique opportunity to it's it's not about like the reps at all for me it's about learning what your quarterback kind of likes and building that sort of relationship and rapport with him and obviously they'll have more opportunities to do that Mm -hmm. but at this stage in gordon's career like he could make himself some more money if he has a great season and he's in competition against Javante Williams for carries. I would be there. I think. Yeah. I mean, on one hand, like, I think that running backs are better off when they put, and they're not getting hit or anything during OTAs, but um, as little tread on the tires as possible is a good thing. Uh, right. Especially when you're heading into Year eight for Melvin Gordon. He's drafted in 2015, which feels like forever ago. Jesus. There's an, there's kind of another angle, too, where he hasn't played in the NFL with Russell Wilson, but they did overlap at Wisconsin. So they do like they do know each other, and they are friends, oh. and they have a little bit of chemistry. That's a good point. I don't On the other hand, that was like, what, 10 years ago? Maybe they have sleepovers together still. They might have sleepovers. Yeah, so like they know each other. I don't think they have any problem like getting to, you know, uh, building chemistry essentially. But, you know, when it comes to installing an offense, yeah, and getting on the same page in a new offense, not like they're running the same stuff they did at Wisconsin or anything, then yeah, like I I think there's a case to be made that this could put Javante Williams a little bit over the top in terms of, okay, maybe it was even going into OTAs. Now maybe coaches are thinking, hey, this guy is going to get 60% of the touches now right. instead of 50-50. Yeah, because it's, it's not even just about Russell Wilson. Like you said, they're, it's Hackett in a new offense. And, yeah, uh, you know. Maybe you want to make an impression on the coach just as much as the the QB there. And Hackett's already said, like, it doesn't matter to him. They're voluntary. And he doesn't seem like a coach who actually gives a shit about that stuff, like, because he seems like a cool coach. You know what I mean? But I think that yeah, there's something to be said if, if you are a veteran and you do show up for the shit you don't have to, at least for, like, the one off season where you're going through all this change, uh, maybe it helps you a little bit. Um, so, like, again, it's one of those things you talk about in the offseason because there's not a lot to talk about. Like, who's there, who's not, who should be, who shouldn't. Uh, I just kind of thought this one was interesting uh, after thinking about it for a little bit. Um, plus, like, you know, they brought in Mike Boone, and he was hurt mm-hmm. and then never used. I'm kind of curious to see what he can offer them in the run game as well. But... Yeah, it seems like he every time he touches the ball, he goes for like five and a half yards throughout yeah. his career. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which that and it's nice. really really weird that he's just never been given like a chance. But I, I don't know. This was going to be his year, I, I I suppose. If they didn't re-sign Melvin Gordon, they could have drafted a rookie too. But I'd right. love to see them. I mean, the odds that that Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon are both healthy for seventeen games probably pretty low. They were close last year, but Melvin Gordon was injured, I think, for the Chiefs game. So Ben got a few carries there. Um, But, yeah, we'll see all three of them. Um, There's also a guy on the roster, Tyreek McAllister, fifth fifth on the running back 
chart, but I mean, if a guy's named Tyreek, take a ch- take a chance on him on offense. Yeah, he's got to be fast. Do you see a Tyreek Hill starting a podcast? Jesus Christ! Every yeah. year our competition gets harder. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'll be tuning into that one. No, I definitely won't. You couldn't pay. Well, there'll be. I'll probably use clips from it. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I mean, well, people use that a little too liberally. Like, you couldn't pay me. You could pay me to listen to it. Yeah, I would for the right price. Yeah, Tyreek Hill wouldn't be cheap. No, everybody's got a fucking podcast. Why are you even listening to this one? That's my real question. I mean, it's kind of an honor uh, with the hundreds of thousands of millions of podcasts out there that you would spend five minutes listening to this. I know it's crazy. It's kind of an honor if you are a person and you don't have a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You've evolved past the need. Um, yeah. That's all I have for Melvin Gordon. Uh, yeah. Well, I, Melvin Gordon, not there. Jerry Judy is there. He's there. And just as we suspected, the charges against him dropped. So uh, a judge made it official. Shouldn't be any punishment, any issues with Jerry Judy. Basically, Jerry Judy, I think he had to spend the night in jail. He had to spend the night in jail for no reason, though. Locking stuff in a car. Locking stuff in a car. Preventing his girlfriend or the mother of his child from getting said things. Uh (laughs) Worthy, worthy of a night in the clink? No. Worthy of my best performing video the last month? Yes. Yes. So for, for that, Jerry, we thank you for the 140,000 views. Thank you for your service, Jerry. <laughs> it, was, it, was all, it was all a ploy. Jerry's like, I'm going to get that good sports 140,000 views on a video. Boom. Yeah, it was kind of the best case scenario for us. Maybe not for him. <laughs> I don't know. Like, so I know we're going to talk about whether or not he faces any sort of discipline from the NFL, but I just like to say that Deshaun Watson at this point, probably going to miss the entire season. Is that fair? Oh, you think they're going to suspend him all year? I think it's looking more likely than not. Hmm. I've seen unsubstantiated rumors that he will miss the entire season. Ooh. I mean, I think that's on the table. I, on the table? Well, I mean, I think like the, the other... The, poor choice of words. <laughs> I think um, he might play this season if there's no resolution on the uh, legal side and that the suspension doesn't happen until yet next year. It feels like the NFL is going to wait as long as they can. Yeah. Obviously. I mean, they've it's done their own been investig- 14 months. So yeah. Take but, your time NFL. Yeah. They've done their own investigation. Uh, they have, the NFL also has a couple other things going on. Keeping them busy. It's Dan Snyder oh, yeah. and John Gruden. <laughs> yeah. So, that's true. They might like in terms of legal shit messes, 
Dan Snyder, John Gruden, then probably Deshaun Watson in their order of things they need to handle. Because uh, both Goodell, I think it was Goodell and Snyder, it's on a video we're working on, they have to reappear before the House Committee that's investigating the Washington commanders or whatever. And then Gruden won his case. uh, And so they're going to be trying to prove that the NFL was out to get Gruden. So they're going to get access to a bunch of emails and shit. And we might see stuff come out about Roger Goodell. So they, they have some issues there. I, I hope the NFL follows through and, you know, appropriately punishes Deshaun Watson. uh, And it's a full season. Is that, is that appropriate to you? You think? Well, if he's guilty of the worst crime he's being accused of, then he shouldn't play ever again. But these are civil suits, and the criminal charges, uh, they have not made it to, they have been denied, you know, their day in court, mm-hmm. saying, like, there's not enough evidence for the criminal charges. So, like, He's accused of sexual assault, assault all the way to, you know, uh, sexual misconduct and whatever. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, like if he if he sexually assaulted a woman, then he shouldn't play in the NFL ever again. But at this point, it's just a civil case, so I don't know what they can prove. But if the civil case falls in favor of the 22 accusations, which are a lot. 23 uh, now then, you know, at least a year makes sense. Uh, but the fact that he they structured it where he's not going to lose, basically he's going to lose the least amount of money possible is just fucking gross. And uh, the point, Jerry Judy shouldn't be suspended at all. Yeah. That's well, where we were going with that, right? Yeah, so good job tying that back around. I was going to use the Deshaun Watson scale in terms of severity of the crime versus games suspended and say, if he misses 17 games, then on the Watson scale, I think Jerry Judy, it would be appropriate for him to miss half a play. (laughs) So I think the Broncos should have to start with 10 players and snap the ball. And after a second and a half, roughly, Judy has to come in from the sideline. No, back of the end zone. We see how far Russell. Maybe back of the end zone. I like that too. Yeah, we see how far Russell can moonball that. Yeah. So I think that's an appropriate. um, That's appropriate discipline. Yeah, I totally agree. And uh, I'm glad our legal system looked at that case and said this doesn't seem worthy. Because all the info we had, that's what it felt like. You don't want to put your foot in your mouth and say that until a professional has looked at it. And um, hopefully Jerry can, you know, work through that relationship to make it not get to that level. Uh, And this is not not an issue again. More importantly, what? how do we feel about the nickname... Would throw Wilson for Russell Wilson. Oh. Because we had Teddy Throzevelt. Yeah. And uh, I got a credit. Um, Nick 
who in a in a spot yesterday made us a, a background for the oh for the YouTuber game. Yeah, the YouTube baseball game. Yeah. Uh, he was asking about shirts. He's like, I got a dumb idea. Uh, what about Woodrow Wilson? I was like, well, what about Woodthrow Wilson? Oh, I don't know if I can make it stick. You never know with nicknames. Obviously, Teddy Roosevelt's stupid, but people like it. Could we get behind Woodthrow Wilson? Sorry, you had Roosevelt, Taft, and then... Woodrow Wilson. So yeah, obviously Teddy was Theodore Roosevelt. I guess Locke is kind of like Taft. And then yeah, Woodrow Wilson. Woodthrow. Woodrow Wilson. He was the sitting president during World War One, I, I believe. Oh. They need like so they have like Pro Football Reference for players. They need like a presidential reference page. Ooh. For presidents. Yeah, there needs to be presidential stats like that too. Yeah. Like war started, you know, drone strikes, yeah, uh, scandals. Economy stats. Yeah. Uh, GDP growth, debt, mm-hmm. soldiers lost, all that shit. Yeah. Times uh, Osama bin Laden was killed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think anyway, that's an idea for another day. But I do like that idea, Woodrow Wilson. Okay. Let's see. If we can make it stick uh, once the season approaches, maybe we can do those shirts. Because yeah. I can't – like I'm pretty sure Russell's probably already trademarked anything remotely close to what he can make money on. Uh, like yeah, he does seem like that kind of guy. He needs to sure release there. the Let Russ Cook trademark because that ruined him. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure Mr. Unlimited is out there. It's only a time before Let's Ride is probably trademarked. Uh, so we need our right. original, and I think Woodthrow Wilson might be it. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. Now, stop at DraftKings Sportsbook. And let me tell you, the NBA is an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets. That is action for the friggin' finals, guys. We've got the basketball finals. LeBron James is a billionaire now, and I'm pretty sure he won all of that money through DraftKings. Don't quote me on it, but that seems to make sense to me. So if you're looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the NBA playoffs with DraftKings, do it with the same game parlays. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets, like which team will win, total threes made, total rebounds, and more. And you can have a shot for an even bigger payout. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNVR. Did you get that? It was DNVR. Bet $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's promo code DNVR, only a DraftKings Sportsbook. Got to be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. And then call Will. Mm-hmm. That'll be 916-555. Uh, all right. 
Uh, we never followed up on how close we got to our schedule prediction. Yeah, well, there was a big snafu early on. Yeah, that uh, Seahawks game. Week yeah, one. which was that I was fed bad information because I fell for the uh, the account that was putting out fake schedule leaks. Who? What count? What account was that? I can't remember. Uh, I don't. I don't know the app, but he did it. Like he wasn't like tr- doing his best. He just did it to like mess with people. Mm. Which is actually pretty funny. Yep. Fucked up our whole show. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I lost a thousand subscribers because of that. Yeah, Just kidding. They were right to gain. leave. I always gain subs. Nice. Yeah. Strong. And All right. This is what I really wanted to dive in. Okay. Well, first, this was a quote I saw Zach Stevens post on the Twitters. Uh, Tim Patrick talking about uh, Russell Wilson has additional team meetings with the players. So pa- Timmy Patrick said, if you can't put in extra work, you're not serious about winning and you don't belong on this team. Oh, and yeah. uh, I thought it was funny. <laughs> like Russell Wilson's making the guys do extra meetings to get in extra work. Uh, I don't know why I thought it was funny. Like I'm excited about it because it means – We've we've got the guy. Well, like we know we got the guy, but we got the guy who's trying, literally trying to make everyone better, and be on the same page with him. Is going to over prepare himself, going to over prepare the guys, and it's just another one of those little things getting me just so. I'm going to be so ready for football this season. What do we have? Like 99 days until the Broncos play for the first time. Probably for real. I mean, well, you, God. I don't know. You got preseason. To me, the season starts at preseason because there's just a lot more work. But uh, yeah, less than 100 days. Official. Mm. Can't come soon enough. Love that shit. That's my point. Make them do 100 yeah. meetings a day, Russ. I don't care. As long as we get to the playoffs. That's all that matters. That's right. Okay. To get to the playoffs, segue. Uh, I want to talk about players who may have a huge impact in 2022 that we haven't really talked about um, because there's we focus on a lot of players, big name guys. Uh, but I wanted to start here, Will, with I think a guy who could be very good for the Broncos this season, and that is one Draymond Jones. Draymond Jones. I like that call. I like that call, especially – with big space eater like DJ Jones next to him. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be big. That's going to free him up. Nailed it. I think that's going to be the difference between last year and this year. Yeah. Because it felt last year kind of felt like um, Draymond Jones was becoming more of a playmaker at the position. Right. Like, I don't know how he did every single down, like what if it, if it was a run, you know, versus pass. But it felt like he was causing more pressure, getting to the QB a little bit more and just making some of those plays. And I looked up his pressures and they were up to 40 last season. So that was up 10 from the, the season before. Now, Pro Football Focus gave him a worse grade last year than the season prior. Whatever. But, I mean, you lose Von Miller, uh, Chubb took a while to get going. And I think, like, one, DJ Jones, I think, is a big 
uh, addition in the middle. Like he's a different type of player than Shelby Harris, right? Mm-hmm. And you're right. Like he might be the guy who com- commands two people to contain DJ. That's going to help him. But let's. Sh- the other part of that is if Gregory and Chubb are healthy and they are pass rushing at the level we all hope they can be, I think that puts an opportunity in uh, Draymond Jones's hands to really be dominant from like that defensive end position uh, tackle, however, like it is, because like if there's pressure on the interior from DJ Jones and then your edge guys are in that elite area, that's when a guy like DJ will feast. It's, Felt like when, you know, that's when Derek Wolf was playing his best football when Von Miller was playing well. So, man, I'm just kind of excited about him as a player. And I think we've seen him get better each year. And this could be like a, a really big season for him. And I think it's a contract year, too. So that always helps a little bit. Yeah, no, that's a good point. He was a third rounder back in 2019. And yeah, he'll be he'll be due this year. He also had uh, the game that I was at against the Lions. He had this incredible series where I think he had a sack, tackle for loss, and a yeah. tip pass. I remember that series. Yeah. That was crazy. <laughs> I'm sure I tweeted about it at the time, too, because it was like he just dominated it. Yeah. I was. He, he's a – I think that's a great call for number one. I One of the guys I, I like on this list, too, is Montreal Washington. Beep, beep. I like that one a lot. Yeah, it's I think it's it's one of those positions that's so important. Uh your returner. Uh, and obviously he can have an impact as receiver, but if he comes in and he's good at returning freaking punts, that's a huge upgrade. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean that goes without saying. Another thing too is when KJ Hamler got hurt last year, they didn't have anybody on that team that could replicate the kind of stuff that they were running with him. Uh, they tried with David Moore and John Brown, but that just – that was a non-starter. So I think Montreal Washington is a little bit of K.J. Hamler insurance too. Yeah, and that – might need because he gets hurt a lot. Right. And, and Moore came over from Seattle, right? David Moore, yeah, Seattle. Yeah, and who was he succeeding with there? It was Russell Wilson. <laughs> Russell Wilson. So that's the other thing. Like that type of player can be utilized with Russell Wilson. Uh, you got a guy who's going to get open deep. Russ is going to take those shots uh, downfield and he's going to hit more often than not. So yeah, it's kind of like a two phase area where he could be really helpful to the Broncos. Um, and I think it's just, and I'm sure, you know, maybe I don't like listen and follow enough. It feels like a guy we're not, we haven't talked about much since like the week of the draft. Uh, but in terms of being able to come in and where he was drafted, he could have a huge impact on the team uh, for those two reasons that we kind of just talked about. I also, I think it was Mario uh, Vitanze who talked about uh, Jerry Judy saying like uh, how bad Pat Shermer was recently. I know I retweeted it, but that uh, Pat didn't want to let Judy run deeper routes because the plays took too long to develop right? and uh, something else. That's not going to happen this year as well. But uh, just another reminder, Pat Shermer sucked. Okay, 
Third player I got on this list, Greg Dulcich. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you get two tight ends who can stretch the field, but kind of do different things a little bit. Um, It allows you to run that two tight end personnel, which can be so important. It gives you another chance to stretch the seams a little bit. You can put one guy in line in formation, and then you can split out either Okawebenam or Dulcich at wide receiver too. You do a heavy package with Eric Tomlinson in there. It just having that extra receiving tight end, I think, gives you that extra little bit of flexibility that can put defenses in in bad matchups. So I like that. And he's and he's really good too. That part. Yeah. He's and just I think a that's player. The the he's one of the players based on these early workouts that's impressing people who watch. Uh, that doesn't always translate, but he's a guy who I'm getting a little more excited to see. And, you know, I think it's fair to say that tight end is a big question mark heading into the season without Noah Fant. So yeah. there's an opportunity there, too, for, you know, either Albert O or Dulcich to kind of step up there. Uh, number four, and I think this one's probably the most important, and I'm sure it's kind of been covered, but uh, I've got Billy Turner slash Calvin Anderson. Yeah, I and mean, that's it's huge. I would throw Tom Compton in there too, who they signed. Oh, right, from the Niners. Yeah. So you get Turner, Anderson, Compton. Neither of them are like super high ceiling players to tackle, I don't think. But – the chances of one of them working out are very good. So I like that. They just kind of said, you know, you're not going to go out there and, you know, unless you're shooting for like Toronto Armstead and free agency, it's like, it's hard to find a tackle who's going to come in and play really well from day one. So we're just going to find three guys that we'd like. And then, Hey, may the best man win. I think it'll end up being Billy Turner just because of his familiarity with the scheme. Yeah. But you have guys with experience like Calvin Anderson, not a ton of experience, but when he does come in, he's played well. And then Tom Compton, some good experience too, where you feel like uh, they're not an injury away from that position just becoming a total turnstile. Right. And I think like with Billy Turner, you know, Obviously, Hackett uh, wanted him back there, and he filled in for the Packers last year because they had a lot of injuries at tackle uh, and played pretty well there. Better than I'd say he played better than with the Green Bay than he did when he was with Denver. Of course, he broke his arm or some shit with the Broncos, right? It felt like he was starting to kind of find a rhythm, and then he broke his arm. So it was a real mixed bag when he was here, but I think a lot of people appreciated his toughness. Um, and I know... A lot of people are high on Calvin Anderson, but that's just that the right tackle position's just been up in the air for so long that if they it, it could be a rotation of guys, kind of like you just said, for mm-hmm. varying reasons. But if that if they get solid play there, uh, that'll be huge, I think, for this team. And it's different when you have a QB like Russ Wilson. Um, one of the luckier quarterbacks in terms of passes last year I saw on that list was Teddy Bridgewater. So uh, ah. things could have been worse for the Broncos as well. And great. And if you remember, like 
Teddy looked good early on because he kind of felt it looked like he was loose back there. Mm-hmm. That when he had the opportunities, he was making plays uh, with his legs. And I think Wilson does that so naturally that that also helps your offensive line, that when stuff does break down, you know, maybe your QB can sneak out of uh, the pressure and and turn it into a a positive play. So I think that alone will kind of help just the whole offensive line. But yeah, right tackle. And then number five, we have talked about a lot, but I just put Javante Williams on that list since we were going to talk about Melvin Gordon early. Uh, That's a guy who everybody's excited about. For obvious reasons, the the tackle breaking. But there were flaws in his game last year, too. Yeah. So he's a guy who can still, I think, make a pretty big leap if uh basically he mitigates the you know plays for a loss of a yard or no gain. And I think a lot of that wasn't even necessarily his fault, it was more the scheme. I think the scheme will be more conducive to setting him up to have success on that first level, and then we'll get to watch him break oh, so many more tackles. Because once you get through that first line of defense, that's where fucking crushes is he's got an open field tackler. Uh-uh. He's going to win every time. And uh, he's a guy I'm excited about to see turn three-yard gains into eight-yard gains. And then you got Russ Wilson sitting in second and two, and he can just fucking fire torpedo 50 yards down the field and murder defenses. I I just really like Javante Williams this year as kind of the ultimate chess piece yeah. in the AFC West because you have all these teams, the Chiefs, Chargers, and Raiders are set up to stop – high-powered passing offenses. So they're going to play a lot of nickel. They're going to play more undersized players, more athletic defensive front, as opposed to big run stuffers. And then, oh, yeah, your whole team is engineered to stop the pass. But what about when you have to play the Broncos and there's this guy named Javante Williams who is going to crush anybody who is, um, you know, not up to snuff in the run department. JC Jackson comes in for run support, dead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, he's like – I don't think they did that on purpose, but <laughs> like in terms of team building, they have this like wild card who yeah. is just like a total mismatch against the de- the defenses in, in their division. Yeah, I agree. And I think the Broncos' run game could be the best in the AFC West, and that could be a reason that they finish, you know, one or two. Um, we've talked about that though. And then I kind of want to talk about a couple guys who have to be good for the Broncos. Maybe it's, we're at 40 minutes. Should we save that for next time? Well, I just want to talk about the first two. Yeah. And that is Josie Jewell and Alex Singleton. (laughs) Yeah. I I think that's a good call or whoever they use in that rotation because, um, you you have Justin Stranad back there, Jonas Griffith. Um, they're moving Baron Browning to outside. That's that's what I wanted to talk about is Baron Browning because that became official that he's becoming an edge rusher. Yeah, he and I don't know if he's actually happy about that. Yeah, I mean, he was really, really good last year at inside linebacker. But if he is – as good as an edge rusher as he is as an inside linebacker, he should be playing edge rusher. 
because that is a more important position. Well, I think like too, you kind of have to look at Micah Parsons, right? In terms of like the way the Cowboys used him, it was everywhere. And maybe that's what you can do with a guy like Baron Browning where, you know, sometimes he is inside. A lot of times he is outside. Maybe he's dropping into coverage because you can do that with him, uh, you know, because you have to be able to do that as a linebacker. And maybe he's rushing the QB. Maybe like that sort of surprise element or you kind of guessing what he's going to do. He could that could turn into a really big playmaker. That's a I think that's yeah. a good point to bring up, Will. Yeah, I mean, if you can get if you can get him to be a poor man's Micah Parsons, yeah, like you'll take that. 10 yeah. times I mean, out Parsons of 10. is a freak. Like it's you yeah, he was second defensive player of the year voting last year as a rookie. Yeah, and he had to do that because you know the Cowboys kind of had some different injuries at different times, and they're just like fuck it, we'll do everything with Parsons because he's that good. Um, but yeah, maybe the Broncos kind of use him a little bit like that. That'll be nice. Yeah, and he, he, he rushed off the edge in college a little bit too, so he's yeah. got experience. I like it. I, I'm not like one of those guys who's inherently going like, what the fuck are they doing? Like, right. what do these coaches think they're doing? I think they've probably seen something and understand, uh, yeah, positional value. Yeah, he should be excited because I think the defense is going to be really aggressive. I think that's yeah. what Evero wants to do. And, you know, you're pr- you're prone to give up big plays when you do that. But, fuck, it's, it's a lot of fun to watch an aggressive defense when you know your offense can kind of hang with them. Yeah, it's like the it's like the ninety seven ninety eight defense. Yeah, exactly. Like where they they weren't twenty fifteen by any stretch, but they turned the ball over, scored yeah. some touchdowns. You get Russ extra opportunities with good field position. Um, just an extra you know field goal chance here and there with those plays. Like, oh, it's yeah. huge. Big time. Mm. There we go. That was a solid podcast. Will I feel like. 44 minutes don't forget to subscribe if you listen to this long you probably already are subscribed but if you weren't and you made it this long then you had to have enjoyed you yourself should. yeah come on treat yourself treat yourself smash that button all right well john elway played his entire career without an acl good night and good luck it's play Time, big stakes, bigger promotions. DraftKings Sportsbook is putting you courtside with a chance to turn $5 into 200 That's 40 to 1 odds on any basketball game. All you have to do is pick any team that is still in the hunt for the trophy, and if that team wins, you will receive $200 in free credits. That's right, pick any team that is still in contention, bet $5, and if that team wins, you cash $200 in free credits. All it takes to claim these 40-1 to 1 odds on the basketball team of your choosing is placing a $5 bet on that team to win. Don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook also offers great odds and promotions on baseball, hockey, and so much more all week long. DraftKings is safe, secure, reliable, and you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. 
So download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNBR when you sign up to turn $5 into $200 in free credits. Bet on the basketball team of your choice to win their next game, and if they do, you claim $200 in free credits. That's promo code DNBR for a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, wager paid out in site credits, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700.